Hi, it's Tim Hagen from Progress Coaching, and welcome to another episode for the Coaching Conversations podcast. Now, we are on Stitcher, we are on iTunes, and multiple different channels. Please check us out. Now, one of the things that you'll get out of our podcast episodes is a lot of content, a lot of strategy. It's not fluff, it's not concept. Yet we really want you to engage with the content and let us know your feedback. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. If there's topics you'd love to have us address, we would love to share them with you. Let us know your impact and let us know your feedback. The talent development space has a lot of different moving parts. And all of us have our own niche. And in our case, it's certainly coaching. And I think about coaching. I think about training. I think about all the different things that affect us in terms of our ability to learn, to grow, to uh, fill in skill gaps or what have you. I think everything, no matter what we all do, it comes back to one major thing, our ability to be honest and truly self-aware. Self-awareness is the ability to look in the mirror and be honest about who you are, your reactions, what you do well, where you have opportunities to improve, and really understanding the impact it has in other people. Now, recently, I did a poll on LinkedIn, and we've so far had 250 votes. And the question was, leaders on average, how often do your employees ask for feedback on a weekly basis? Please be honest as we're doing research. 26% said one out of every four employees, never, I wish they would. The second choice, which garnered a 48% response, rarely, I wish they would do more. So think about that. That's 75%. Roughly 75% of people do not ask for feedback. So think about that. Now, when someone goes for a promotion and they don't get it, does somebody say, you know what? I really wasn't qualified. The other guy or the other gal was much better than me. Rarely. When we give somebody feedback and we say, you know what, John, your, your attitude is kind of negative. You know, I think you have the opportunity to raise your game with your teammates. Does somebody really look in the mirror and say, you know what, you're right. I can be awful to people. Now, I bet you're chuckling a little bit. Self-awareness is tough. So how do we do it? First of all, we have to understand coaching, number one, and we've said this for 30 years, coaching, number one, is the ability to look in the mirror. Number two is to take action on number one, yet very few people do number one on their own. Why is that? So let's take a high school student who goes to college. Roughly, that's going to be a minimum of eight years, maybe up to 10 years of somebody's life. Let's call it a decade. How many courses have people attended? How many courses have people attended that taught them how to seek feedback thoughtfully, and professionally. So recently I was at Training Magazine and I did a little experiment. I asked a series of questions and my first question was, when an employee gets called into the office, what's their first response? Write that down. And I came back to it after the other six questions. I said, now, how many of you wrote something down such as, "Uh uh-oh, I must be in trouble, stand up? The whole room stood up. See, what happens is, What affects self-awareness is not only our past, our history, because we haven't practiced feedback. We haven't looked in the mirror. We haven't been taught to do these things. Now, I'm going to give you some context to that and then come back to the experiment I did at Training Magazine. Number one, I've taught volleyball 
or coach volleyball for 30 years. And I would tell my players, you have to get feedback from your teammates. And when you ask for feedback, your only response can be thank you. And the guys would say to me, yeah, but coach, what if I hear something I disagree with? I said, I don't care. Doesn't mean that the feedback's accurate, but you have to learn that that's a perception you have an opportunity to alter. Yet if you're always going to fight it, you're always going to resist insight to where you can improve. So now let's go to the training magazine experiment. Everybody in that room stood up with the question, when you get called into the office, what's the employee's typical first response? It's usually, "Uh uh-oh. Everybody in the room stood up. I said, now, how many of you have taken courses on how to seek and accept feedback thoughtfully and professionally in high school or career? Nobody stood up and the whole room broke out laughing. What it teaches us is our past, we haven't really been taught. We haven't really practiced the craft of hearing things of where we have strengths, and certainly we have not practiced the craft of hearing things that we don't want to hear, yet we know there's an inherent opportunity to improve. Number two, the experiment to training magazine also teaches us something. When we only focus on what people are doing wrong and we have this corrective action eyeball, right? We tend to see things that we want to fix and correct. What happens? more than anything, is we condition people to tune it out because that's the only thing they hear, much to everybody in that room standing up. Number two, when we focus on strengths as leaders, we open up the door of acceptance of where people have opportunities to improve. See, self-awareness is about looking in the mirror, being honest, understanding uh, where we have strengths, where we have opportunities, understanding how our behaviors affect other people. Now, let me give you some further context. As I said, I coach volleyball for 30 years. I do not fear conflict. I am not scared of conflict. I'm not scared of being confronted. I'm certainly not scared of confronting other people. Yet with that being said, I have to be conscientious. I have to be self-aware that when a parent comes to me and says, why is my kid not playing and they're upset? I know if I get upset, and I have, Yet I know if I get upset, what am I going to do? I'm going to get them even more upset. Emotion does not calm other people down. It typically ignites further emotion. So with that being said, I always had to remind myself, and it's not done flawlessly, to be self-aware that my comfort with conflict could come off very curt, very terse to people, especially with their most prized asset, their children. Now that Some of my parents hearing this might say, well, wait a minute, you didn't do it flawlessly. That's the thing about self-awareness. It's not something that you complete. It's something that we have to be highly aware of. It's something that we have to practice. One of the great things that we can do as leaders is something called listening chats. Simply asking somebody to come into the office and say, you know what, Joanne, What are you seeing that I need to look more at? What's some visibility you'd like to share with me that you think would educate me? What's something I could do better to serve you? And ask really good, thoughtful questions and only say thank you. What happens then is the communication flows even more readily upward. What it also does is it levels the playing field. So when you need to give feedback of strengths, and of opportunities where somebody can improve, they become more accepting because now the communication is a two-way street, not a one-way street. If you are intrigued by this, 
send me an email at tim at progresscoachingleader.com. We have just developed a program called the Self-Awareness 5, and it is a six-month program teaching someone how to discover self-awareness. The first month is education. The next five months are specific actions going through five stages of discovering self-awareness. It is great for team development. The activities are literally three to five minutes in length. Here's the cool thing. We actually track your results into a database so you can see not only just yourself, but how your team members or teammates are responding as well and the things they're doing. See, if we all have self-awareness, conflict becomes easier. If we all have self-awareness, we have better collaboration and communication. If we all have self-awareness, we have an opportunity to have cross-departmental collaboration. Now, let me close with a little bit of a cynical statistic. Tasha Yurik, PhD in industrial psychology, did a survey. And 95% of the people in the survey said they were highly self-aware. When she tested them, she found out only 10% were. That means 85% of people are significantly lacking self-awareness. Now, I go back to my poll where three out of four people are not even asking for feedback. If you don't ask how you're doing, how can anybody truly be self-aware? If you're intrigued, reach out to us. I would love to share with you what we're doing. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of Coaching Conversations by Tim Hagen and Progress Coaching. Now, our company is always coming out with new and innovative solutions to help leaders coach their employees. And recently, we just created a new service called coach to You, where leaders can pick and choose topics and assign 7 to 21-day programs for employees to learn and, more importantly, apply actions and then reflect and share what they're going to do going forward as a result of the learning. It's called coach to You. We're literally bringing coaching to your employees. If you're intrigued, we'll have a link in each one of our episodes where you can get more information. And again, thank you so much for listening to another episode.